Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet and get $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. Here we are, episode six of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. Here we are. Hi, Leah. Here we go again. (laughs) Here we go again, and you're here again. We have you. Hey, that's two in a row. That's two shows in a row. Hey, another day closer more, to hockey. Record. I know. <laughs> Here we go. One day from hockey. We got rookie tournament games starting tomorrow, and we'll get in dive deep into those games tomorrow. But today we're gonna step away and get into the locker room. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've gone over the departures, the arrivals, and there's even more arrivals because the coaching staff is also a little bit different looking than it was last season. Some are the same, but one major change would be that we have a brand new head coach on the bench for the Coyotes this season. And we will dive right in um, and we'll just go through the new coaches, returning coaches, everything. So let's talk coaches um, and we'll start with head coach Andre Torigny. I would love to hear Craig say it in his... (laughs) Yeah, and you, for those of you who can't see right now, Craig is wearing a beret, <laughs> just so he makes sure he gets that he has, inflection. He has a little mustache. Torani, Andre Torani. Oh man! Or you know, his nickname is Bear. I really like when people have easy nicknames. It just makes my life a lot easier. Yeah, and this is you know this is a big change in the room. I mean, you 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 talk about a head coach, and that's where the culture derives from. That's where the game plan derives from. The the community and culture of a room starts with the head coach, and I think it's a big departure from where they've been with Rick Tockett. And I think it's it's definitely a starting point for a, a new feel inside the room. And, and I guess Craig's had more opportunities to talk to, to Andre. So I think he'll probably be best able to speak to what he brings. But you know, what we're hearing is he's, he's a team guy, brings people together. He's friendly. It's about team and let's all get along. And, and that kind of relationship building is kind of what his background is. But Craig's really the only one of this group that's had the opportunity to actually sit down and meet with him. Yeah, and that's that's pretty accurate. Um, he's he's a culture builder, and that's what they were looking for. They were looking for a younger up and comer. Obviously, he doesn't have a lot of NHL experience. He's been on an NHL bench as an assistant coach, but not in this seat. But he has extensive experience in the queue. Um, um, obviously, on the world stage, Shane Doan knows him from the World Championships with with Hockey Canada, 
And that's that's the impression you get from everybody is that he is a guy who will develop relationships with the players first and foremost with with everyone, with the staff as well. Um, And he's going to try and build culture that way. Uh, A lot of questions, obviously. We don't know what he's going to bring to an NHL bench. you, You can say you've done all these things at the other levels, but this is a big step up to the NHL. So we'll see how, how much of a learning curve it is for him. He does have ex- some experience obviously on the bench with him, particularly with Phil Housley, a, a guy that's been around for a long time. So I know that was part of the, uh, part of the idea behind building the staff out. Bill Armstrong said he wanted to make sure there was someone there that had the experience that could advise him on a lot of things that he might not know. Phil clearly has been around. He's been a head coach and an assistant coach in the NHL himself. And then you look at the rest of the staff, we'll talk about all those guys, but he brought his own guy, Mario Duhamel, uh, a guy that he is intimately familiar with from the queue. And then you, you've got holdovers like Corey Schwab coaching the goaltenders, Corey Stillman, who was in his first year last year. So that's, that's your staff. And one of the things, Craig, that I'm going to start off first year that, that I just wanted to make a point and, and uh, Cause I've been inside and I will reference my, this is my domain. I've been inside these rooms. I've seen these discussions. One of the things that I find interesting, ironic is, is the term culture. And I've, I've been there through six head coaches. I've been through seven general managers. I've been through different owners and you continually hear the word culture. We need to change the culture. I heard it every time a new coach came in, we got to change this culture. You know, Rick Tockett came in, we got to change the Dave Tippett culture. And now uh, Andre Trunyi comes in and we need to change the Rick Tockett culture. So it's, it's just a word to me that it's so, one, it's overused on what its description is. And, and, and two, it's, it's not so much the culture. It's what is, what's their style? How are they going to coach the place? How are they going to get along with the staff? How do they involve the staff? What does their schedule look like? You know, are they a guy that likes to practice in the morning or the afternoon? Or what is their team meal going to consist of? Those, I know they sound like small details, but that's, to me, that's what the word culture is. It's, it, it, be, it becomes such this big, broad term that I don't know if it really is fair like to say, hey, we need to change the culture. Well, what exactly does that mean? I think it's a different style and a different approach. I think that's fair to say. Um, and it's just going to be a different feel, I guess. Does that make sense, Craig? Leah? Yeah, sometimes it's just a new voice, right? Uh, I agree with you that culture is overused. Literally every, every team and every coach talks about culture building. So it is a bit of a cliche there. And it's, I got to admit in some ways, Petey, it's a little bit insulting to say, Oh, we got to change the culture. Like the last coach didn't know about culture building. Look, I I'm of the opinion that are, that there are a lot of really good coaches in the NHL and you need the right circumstances in order to succeed starting with good personnel. So we'll we'll see what Andre is able to do. I, I can tell you from my own interactions with him, that he is every bit that warm guy that people talk about. I mean, just really easy to talk to instantly. He'll, he'll, he'll break into stories about his life. He'll engage with you and it's genuine. You can tell when someone's faking it, when they're just doing it as window dressing, he engages with people. So that's a good sign in a way. I think that's important for the younger players. We, we hear that talk a lot that it's important to relate to this generation of players a little differently than maybe past generations where you could just say, go from a to B and they, they would listen. Uh, today's players want to know why they want, they want a lot of information. They want video. They want all sorts of different things. So you have to be able to communicate on that level. I think he can do that. Again, though, 
that doesn't mean that he's going to have any success on an NHL bench. That we'll have to wait and see on. Yeah, and I think those are the things you talk about, how you build that group and put them together. I think those are the same things that you talk about, you know, for old-timers like us, Craig, that have kids. It's the same thing. Like, those kid, kids want feedback today. But Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick, Rick Tockett, that era of player, they didn't get that hands-on, one-on-one with Jim Schoenfeld. I mean, that wasn't a touchy-feely locker room. They didn't get video. They didn't say, hey, how was my game tonight? Those conversations just didn't happen. I think today's player really wants that feedback. They want it not just on how they're playing. What can they do to improve? Can you watch video with me? Can you sit with me? They truly want to be better. Not saying those players didn't. It was just, hey, I'll figure this out on my own. And that was just the style of player, and that's just the way things were. And now it is, hey, I want that feedback. Talk to me about what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What can I do better? I think it really does help build those relationships in the room. And and and, and I think what we're hearing about Andre Tournier is he builds those relationships. So I'm excited to see it. Um, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody, though. It's 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 different. And, and the responsibility of a head coach in the National Hockey League go far beyond what happens on the ice or in the gym or in the locker room. We're talking the head coach is the manager of the team. And, and not the general manager on who plays, but what time is the plane leaving tomorrow? We'll go ask the coach. You know, what time's the meal? Ask the coach. Are we practicing them all? Ask the coach. What are the lines? Ask the coach. So they are kind of where the buck stops on all of these decisions throughout the day. And it's a lot. It's a lot to have on your plate, different than what he would have experienced in the queue. Right. I, I always wonder about that, too, when coaches talk about wanting to maintain that that personal contact with every player. And I, I do think it's important. It's more difficult as an NHL coach because, as you mentioned, you have so many other responsibilities. A lot of times it falls to your assistance to build those relationships. And, you know, you'll still have interaction with your players. But, again, you have so many other things on your plate that you can't necessarily devote as much time to it as you might like or uh, might think you can do based on your previous experiences at lower levels. Well, and that's where this coaching staff is going to have to learn and evolve. I mean, you've got, you know, Phil Housley, Corey Schwab, and Corey Stillman all coming off a different staff and it's it's a learning curve hey what time are we meeting every morning i can tell you what time rick tockett wants to meet in the morning what time does andre Turney want to meet in the morning you you well does he want to talk to the players does he, does he want me to run this meeting where does he want me to stand on the bench and i know they sound like small details but when you get in these rhythms and these daily routines and you have to change them it's it's an adjustment and i think that i know that they're meeting every day right now and they're going through Bullet points. These are your responsibilities. These are the these are the things you will handle on the ice, in practice, in meetings, and it's going to take time to fill it out. Uh, it, it's just it just takes time, and especially for a guy like Phil Housley, who's been a head coach, and sometimes it's hard. You got to bite your tongue and go, "Geez, I would have done it this way," you know. And I think that's an adjustment that's hard for someone that's been from a head coach and is now transitioned into an assistant's role. Um, conversely, I think it can be a huge help because hey. I've done it. And, and I, uh, Andre, we did it this way before. Not saying you have to do it this way, but here's just another idea. And I, I think that helps. It definitely helps for a guy that's doing this job for the first time. What's interesting to me is you mentioned, you know, like players of today, how they like to be coached, but the Coyotes locker room is going to be there. We talked about it yesterday, all the newcomers. There's a lot of veteran players. So people have been in the league a long time. I wonder what, how they'll respond to a brand new NHL coach, A, and B, you know, that locker room, there's young players like Clayton Keller, Jacob Chikrin, and then 
like I said, the older players like Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, et cetera. So I'm just would be curious how that will all go. I guess that's something we won't see because we're not in the locker room, but it is really interesting to hear you talk about all those little details about meeting times and things like that. That's something as a fan, I think like you don't think about a lot, um, but he has seen success as a head coach. Um, he won OHL coach of the year twice, um, has won gold and silver with Canada's world junior team. So he's had success. And I think a lot of skepticism on the fan side came from, Oh, well, he doesn't have head coaching experience in the NHL. For me, I look at someone like John Cooper in Tampa Bay who had a very odd path to becoming an NHL head coach. Tampa is his first NHL head coaching job too, and look how successful he's been. So that's, as a fan, what I like to look at, and I would like to have confidence. I know it's going to be a rough couple years for him, but that's that's my take on. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's those relationships, Lee. That's a great point about that veteran group and – for a first-time NHL head coach with that much veteran presence on a team that's rebuilding is, is it's almost a dichotomy having those old guys on a rebuild. But but those are the guys he's going to have to get the buy-in because those are the guys that are going to have to do a lot of the coaching inside the room when the coaches aren't there. And I think you do that by including them in leadership groups. You ask their opinions. You get them involved. You, you talk to them as a group or on the coach's room table. I think that's the way he can get those older veteran players to buy in. And what we talked about yesterday is that group of veterans coming together as a as a good group of people first. I think that's also important in how Andre Trini is able to convert that locker room into believing in him. I, I think he'd have a tough time going into a, an established veteran group that's used to doing it their way, i.e. Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, that have these veteran, loud, strong personalities and voices. Might be a little bit tougher to make that transition, not saying you couldn't do it. I, I not, not that at all. It's just, it makes that job harder because those guys have such a loud voice. These guys understand these veteran players, what their role is going to be in this rebuild. They want to help pull these kids along. You're here to help develop. You're here yeah, to help us do on that for a minute, because we had talked about this before, how the challenge of developing culture with a, a bunch of guys who are basically on a stopover in a halfway house here before they move on to the next stage of their career you talked a little bit about that, trying to engage them, bring them to the table. I, I, I want to talk about that a little more, PD, from your perspective, how you make sure that those guys care about the Coyotes culture when, when most of them aren't going to be here again next year. How do you get them to buy in? You know, it's hard. I, I think you have to do it. You have to tap into the individual first, especially in this instance. This is such a strange situation to have these guys that some of them, most of them are on a one-year deal. They don't have that history of wearing the red and white or the red and black or green and white, whatever you want, which jersey they have on that night. So you don't have that built-in history. You're going to have to connect them on a personal level. It's going to be more about their personal achievements, their personal history, and their personal legacy because a lot of these guys need to rewrite some of their last few years of their career, and this is a jumping-off point to do that. I think uh, you you wrote about it earlier how he went over and did – tours of one-on-ones with players right after he was hired. And I think that is probably continuing today as we speak, that he is being very careful about including those veteran players in, in, in the communication and the discussion. Don't get me wrong. Head coaches make the decision. They'll always make the decision. They could bring in a group of the captain, the veteran leadership group. They could take a poll of the whole team. You know, should we practice tomorrow? I have a day off. 
And if everybody says a day off, the coach can say, well, that's really nice, but we're co- we're playing tomorrow. We're going to practice. They just want to have a voice. I think as long as he's communicating with them, okay, I, I heard what you said. Here's why we're doing it this way. Give them a reason. Give them a purpose. Okay, we get a coach. Well, yeah, we're going to fly the next day, so we really need to skate today. We're going to be tired on the plane. We're going to get in late, so let's skate a good hard skate tomorrow, and then let's take the next day off. Okay, that makes sense. So I think that communication is important. The decision ultimately is still his, but I think that communication is key for a veteran group. It's interesting you brought up the tour too, because it, uh, yeah, I was really impressed by that. He 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 flew all before before Oliver Ekman Larson was traded. He flew all the way to Sweden to meet with him. That was his first stop, and then you know he started just checking guys off. A lot of guys obviously were in Arizona, but I know he had made a point of wanting to have just a one-on-one, a sit-down, a casual sit-down, not, you know, come into my office and we'll talk hockey. I want to meet everybody sort of on their own ground, on their own turf, and just get to know them on a, a personal level. So that, that'll probably help with that as well, right? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. But again, there's so many people that need to buy in to what he's selling. It's yeah. not just the players. It's the fans. It's the, you know, it's the equipment staff. It's the medical staff. And there's something to be said that's for someone who's been down that road before. And then you get that level of trust that, okay, you know, I remember with Dave Tippett, we just, we just had that feeling in the room when he made a decision, you said, yeah, well, we trust Tip. Like we know he's going to do what's best. And then you bring in a different voice that speaks a little differently. It takes a long time for everybody to go, okay, now I get where Rick Tockett's coming from. And I get how he's trying to sell it to this group. Um, that's what's some of the challenge coming ahead for Andre Chernier is he's, he's got to get everybody to buy in. And that's, it's a humongous task, especially when you're not winning. It's easy. If you come out of the gates 10 and one, everybody's going to go, Oh my goodness, look at this. And, and he might, you know, we, the, the story's yet to be written is, is, is Carter Hutton going to play out of his mind? Are we going to have a resurgence of lad and Erickson, all the guys we talked about yesterday, and then his job is much, much easier when those days are dark and dreary is when it's going to be hard. And that's when he's going to have to do his best coaching. On the subject of buying in is something that you can. Leah, your segues are getting better and better literally every day. I've been holding that one in for like five minutes as you've been talking. But, oh, man, on the subject of buying in, I mean, what better way to buy in and then get more for your money than with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Um, All you have to do is put a $1 bet on any football game. And right now with DraftKings offer um, with code PHNX to sign up, you get $200 in free bets. So like a dollar to get $200. I mean, that's my kind of buy-in. And this weekend there's a special, the – no-brainer, if Arizona or Minnesota scores one point during the game this Sunday, you can double your money. So Go Vikings. I'll just pretend you didn't say that. Um, <laughs> well, I know. We've talked about this before. <laughs> the, the, the way the Cardinals are playing right now, they're not – I'm. we talked about it at the station today. They're not – or yesterday. We're not too worried about the Vikings right now. I apologize oh, to yeah. everybody over at the Cardinals podcast. I will not mention it again. <laughs> well, we'll just, you know. We'll wait till we get to pick of the week and then we'll talk. <laughs> DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience, which is nice too. You can put your money in, 
double your money and take it right back out. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX to receive those $200 in free bets after placing a $1 bet on any football game. 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only for the free bet promotion, minimum $5 deposit. Okay, so $5 deposit, but that's that's the buy-in, but then you get the $200. $1 wager required, eligibility restrictions apply, maximum $50 wager for the no-brainer offer, one per customer, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. How'd I do? You did really good, Leah, and I will say this because I have never – been involved i in sports gaming although i i guess there's a few times in vegas i put on super bowl winner eight months away so i don't know if it really counts but i will say this it's pretty darn easy and i'm in that older age bracket along with craig silver hairs it's um it's really easy it's really <laughs> easy to Craig's do hair again <laughs> no any silver hair no no oh, i'm still you not know- convinced it's real oh man <laughs> hey and you know what else is easy so you, you don't like my long is- hair? Is that what you're telling me? I got to lose my hair? <laughs> Let Leah do her job, Craig. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what else is easy is uh, signing up to become a member at gophnx.com. Ah. Still riding that Segway train. There we go. I know. Uh, <laughs> there's a ton of great content on the website. Craig stories, stories from other beat writers here at PHNX, not just the Coyotes. Um, there's some awesome, awesome stuff on there um you can do month-to-month membership if you're unsure want to try us out first month is 50 cents you can do the year membership and get a free shirt coyote's shirt is still in the lead sons threatened a new shirt on their podcast yesterday um so i'm a little concerned but rumor has it the cardinals have a new one in the store that is new yeah it is up at phnxlocker.com so i'll have to go check that out but that one's new you also as a member get access to the members only discord i've said it before ours is always happening pd and craig and i will hop in from time to time so it's just a, a great a great thing all around to become a member yeah i will say the discord which i was again i'm not that social media savvy i'm working on it but leah and craig and i have all been in the discord i think on a daily basis answering questions and providing tech support when needed but uh it's another avenue to connect with the the, the rabid hockey fan in Arizona. Yeah, a way to connect with us, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who doesn't want that? <laughs> what hockey fan of the valley isn't sitting home going, "Goodness, let's get more Craig Morgan." <laughs> oh man! All right, well, let's carry on with the the new coaching staff. Um, we talked about Torney, so and he is bringing over his associate coach from the Ottawa 67s, Mario Duhamel. We've mentioned him before. Um, he was the coach under Torney since 2017 for the 67s, and he was also the video coach in Colorado at the same time Torney was an assistant in Colorado um, from 2013 to 2015. So he Give has it up some- for video coaches. Yeah, shout out video coaches, PD. Exactly. So, any you know, any I think notes this on is, Mario? This 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 move is you see this a lot with coaches. They bring their one guy, and there are times when they can bring an entire staff, but they usually have the opportunity to bring their one guy. Mario's his guy, and I think there it's a guy and a staff you feel comfortable with. It, it automatically puts you at ease. It's somebody that knows your system not only on the ice but off the ice. All of those scheduling things we talked about. Mario's going to be the guy that's going to help bridge that gap. You know, he's going to help 
he's going to help tighten the staff. He's going to be the glue that helps pull in, you know, Phil Housley, Corey Stillman, Corey Schwab. He'll be the guy that helps behind the scenes. Hey, well, what is, what, what does Andre want to do here? Well, he, he usually likes it this way. I, I think that's a huge help when you get a guy like that. And for Andre, it makes walking in the coach's room the first day feel a lot more comfortable, which makes the job easier. So I think it's a good hire. I don't. I, I know Mario only briefly in, in passing. I don't know his coaching style. But, again, I've heard good things, and it's more about his ability to create late relationships inside the coach's room and inside the locker room. Um, we know a lot about the other assistants, but this is a guy I think we're just going to have to learn about over time, Craig. Yeah, that's where I am, to be honest. I mean, you guys have pretty much said all that I know about Mario Dumel at this point. I'm, I'm hoping to talk to him here very soon. Uh, they finally announced that he was on the staff just a couple of days ago, even though we've known about it for about a month now. Um, I haven't had a chance to connect with him yet. Uh, I'm hoping to talk to him. So we'll get a better feel for him at that point. But, you know, as you mentioned, Petey, the, the rest of the staff is is holdovers. And we'll stick with the Coyote staff for now with Phil Housley and Corey Schwab and Corey Stillman coming back. I'm curious how all of that works when you have holdovers from a staff that, that worked under a previous guy and now they have a new head coach. How easy is it to blend all that, to blend the two staffs together? And, and by the way, they, they speak different languages. It's really hard. Yeah. And it's really hard early. And I'm not speaking specifically to this staff because I'm not in that room. So I don't know. In general, there are, there's only so much work to go around. Everybody wants to impress the new boss. You just do. So you're going to, hey, you want to grab onto as much as you can, but there's only so much work to do. I, I, I want the power play. No, I got the penalty kill. Wait, can I run the forwards? Like, I, I know it sounds petty, but it's really important that they establish where they fit in that puzzle. And we talked about culture. Well, we're changing the culture. Yeah, hang on, coach. I was here last year and the year before and the year before. What culture do we need to change? I'm a part of the culture. I helped build that culture. So you know, those, you got to tread lightly on those things. It's hard. And you like, people like routine. People like to feel comfortable in their surroundings. And even though Rick Tockett has this persona of he's a, you know, a bombastic, loud, he still had his routine. And once you figured out where you fit in that routine and how you fit inside his room or inside the meeting, you, you had a little level of comfort. That's going to take time. And gosh, I, I hope it goes well because if if you don't get those relationships clicking in synchronicity right away and you start losing, boy, that's a recipe for disaster. It just doesn't work. Now, the people in that room I do know personally are good people. I don't know Corey Stillman. He, he joined the staff after I left, but I have heard great things about how he relates to the players. He's the closest guy to leaving the league so he's the closest in age and he's been there and you know he's won and he's done an excellent job of, of bridging the gap between the coaches room and the players so I think he'll continue to provide that role um, Phil Halsley you cannot look at Phil Halsley and go how can I not learn from this guy look at his resume and, and what he has done on and off the ice players respect guys that have done it before and Phil has done literally everything um, Corey Schwab the one thing interesting about Corey a lot of times you'll see the goalie coach stay because the goalie coach coached his goalies. Well, all three of the goalies that had ice time with the Coyotes are gone. So not only does he, Corey Schwab, need to build a relationship with the head coach, he's also got to build a relationship to new goaltenders. And that's 
that's a symbiotic relationship that's much different than the other coaches. You know, you're coaching 23, 24, 25 guys. Corey's responsible for two or three. And you really have to build trust. Uh, you've got to get a, a – it's more mental in that position than any other position. So he's got a lot of relationship building to do here in a very short amount of time. Um, he's going to have a tough job in the next month. Yeah. I, I was curious uh, with Corey in particular, since you mentioned him, I, he was the last one that I heard was definitely coming back. I wasn't certain whether that was going to happen. None of these guys is on, you know, a, a long-term contract. So how does that play out PD? And, and how does that impact maybe everyone's approach to this when they, they know they're on a short leash? You'd, you'd go into the season on the last year of your deal and you think about it all summer. Um, once the season starts and the puck drops, you just worry about the next game, the next practice, the next meeting, the next flight. You don't have time to start really worrying about the, the contract and the business side of it. Um, but I tell you what, come the first of the year, January, February, it's, I mean, people have families, they have houses, they have mortgage payments. They, you know, that it becomes important you know, and, and I know you, well, it's, we'll worry about that later. You heard that a lot when Tockett's contract expired. Oh, we'll worry about that later. You can't tell me Rick Tockett wasn't thinking about that, yeah. that he didn't go to practice going, gosh, I don't have a contract next year. I, everybody says that, oh, we'll wait till the season's over and management when we've agreed to not talk about it. I guarantee it. If the coaches who contracts are expiring at the end of the season could talk to the general manager today about an extension, they would. They're not saying, oh, we'll deal with it when, when it's time. No, they want to do it today. They want to put that behind them. Having said that, they want to see what this season brings too. So, I mean, it's a marriage. You have, it goes both ways. So I, I think you're not going to hear much about it here early. I think everybody will reassess in January and see how the relationships have built and how the season is going and is everybody getting along and what's the team look like? What's the record? What's the feeling in the room before those things really get ironed out? So that's several months away right now. It's just about, Hey, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk hockey. That's what they're doing now for the next few weeks. Let's just get along. Let's just see what we're about. Let's see how we click. Let's see how we can find common ground. And a, another coaching mention, new, old, I don't even know what category to put this in because it's both, but um, Jay Verity is returning as the head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners. He was previously the head coach from 2018 to 2020, was an assistant with the Coyotes last season, but he is back to Tucson this season. Um, and when he was with Tucson, the Roadrunners won AHL Pacific Division in 2019-20, and he coached the um, all-star team in 2020 and the AHL as well. So, and he ran the taxi squad practices for the coyote this past season. So up and down where, where does that all stand? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, it, it's a weird situation, right? Steve Poffin was named the head coach last year while Jay was up here helping out. And you, you understood why, why he was here, why Rick Tockett needed another assistant coach, both to run the taxi squad and, and well, I'll just put it bluntly because, the guy sitting with us on this podcast wasn't there to help him out. And he handled a lot of duties. That's, that's the truth of it right there. Um, it's, it's odd for Potts to have to go back in and take a back seat. And I, I know he's got a good relationship with Jay Verity, but you, you never want to be in that situation, but I think they'll make it work. They've worked together before talking Jay Verity, Steve Potvin and, and John Slaney. They worked before as a staff very well together. 
So they'll, they'll have an interesting roster down there. They have a, a, a GM now in John Ferguson Jr. who will, will be overseeing it. So the staff in Tucson is almost set now. They, they just need a goaltending development coach down there. We talked about it last, yesterday uh, on the last show about how the, the last year's American League season was so different. The top players were on taxi squads. There, there wasn't a general manager there. The league was on. It was off. Are there playoffs? Are there not playoffs? This year is, is, is a return to normalcy. So I think it'll be an easier transition for Jay to go back into that room. Uh, um, I really like this staff. I mean, I like him a lot. Like John Slaney was a, a Coyotes coach with the big club for years. Um, he is a true student of the game. He really does like getting on the ice with the players every day and showing them something like that's his passion. He's good at it. Um, he's great one-on-one with these players. He is in the right spot in a development role. Um, he's good at it. Passionate, loves the game. He's a really good player and he can, he really wants to see these guys get better. And his goal is to get these guys here. So that's John, Steve Potvin, the transition, I know it's hard and everybody looks at, gosh, I was the boss. I was in charge. I was the head coach. And I think people would be naive to say that that wasn't difficult to hear. Hey, Jay's coming back and you're stepping, stepping down as the head coach. Um, But I think again, the same approach I talked about with John, probably even more so with, with Steve is his, his ability to develop skills. And that's really his forte. He's a skills development coach at heart. Um, so those little details that make a player better, he's going to judge his performance on making players better, not what the title of his job is. I, I, I've talked to Steve a few times. Um, I'm a big fan of both Steve and John. And, and what makes it all work is Jay's a good person. Like Jay's going to listen to them. Jay involves them. It's a true staff. Everybody has a role. They all have a job. They all do it together. Um, Jay Verde is an interesting guy. And if anybody gets an opportunity to hear him or listen to him or talk to him, man, this guy eats and breathes hockey. Like if there's a league that exists on the planet, he's coached there. If there's a guy that's ever put on a pair of skates, oh yeah, I had Jay as a coach. The number of people that I have talked to in the last year around North America, they go, oh yeah, I worked with Jay. Oh yeah, I was in that league in, you know, in, in Iowa, in, in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. It's amazing the miles he puts on. Um, he loves the game. It shows when he coaches. It shows when he works. He studies the game. He learns the game. And that's the guy you want in charge of your development team, especially when they're going to be a good team. You want a guy that can coach, develop, and teach. The relationship between he and Andre Trunier is going to be very vital and important because he has to train these players. He's got to breed these players for the Coyotes. So it has to be the Andre Trunier way. And Jay's... Jay can do that. He tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what style you want to play, and I'll coach it. You want a one-two-two? You want a one-three-one? But got it. Just point me in the right direction and let me go. Um, it's going to be a fun team to keep your eye on this year. And I know Coyote fans have talked rebuild enough. Um, the Tucson Roadrunners are going to be a fun team to watch. I think you, you can watch a team that's going to compete and, and be right up there towards the top of the standings in the American League. You know, we've talked a lot about how exciting the Tucson Roadrunners are going to be um, comparatively to the Coyotes. Um, I wonder if they're going to have any lines. If the AHL, I wonder, is the AHL on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? 
<laughs> I should look that up. I'm going to look it up right now. I, it's talking. not yet. There, There's no button for the HL. And honestly, Leah, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. The KHL is on there. <laughs> well, we'll have to look into it because if so, that could be an interesting one to keep our eyes on um, this year. You know, we've said a lot of good things about Tucson and that was a glowing endorsement of the coaching staff in Tucson PD. So, and you've been there, Leah, like what's, what's that atmosphere like in that building? Like what's, it's, what's it like? It's awesome. Honestly, like the fans in Tucson are phenomenal. And for, for a market that's never had professional hockey. I mean, I know the, the fans were huge fans of U of A hockey until then. And U of A was never even an NCAA program. Like the, the people in Tucson are hungry for hockey. So the when the team started there and I was at the U of A when the team had their inaugural season so I was in the building like the buy-in was there right away for the fans it's a really really cool place yeah I've I've had the opportunity to go down and see a few games down there and, and I it's, first of all it's an unbelievably quick trip down the yeah. I-10 so it's easy to get there it's easy on and off to get to the rink um, it's a fan friendly building. It's a good experience. You get to run with dusty on the <laughs> meet me. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. They do a good job of their game ops. And now they're going to potentially be a, a team that can compete on the ice every night. I, I think we're going to keep a close eye on them all year. And I, I think Leah, that you're going to be our, our yeah. roadrunner insider. I'm, a, I'm excited. And I'll keep an eye out on the, on DraftKings because if that's something that we can bet on, I think that would be a really fun thing to do. Um, and doing so is super easy. Like we've all said, it's a super, super easy app to use. Um, I did the, the no brainer bet last weekend that I spoke about earlier, where if Arizona or their opponent scores a point, you double your money. I won a hundred dollars. I don't even know what I'm doing yet, but it's fine because I have my $200 and free bets that I got from last week by signing up with the code PHNX. So everyone listening, Make sure you do that. There's a big weekend of NFL up ahead. Get your practice in now before hockey starts and basketball starts and there's games every night. I think with football, it's like you can focus on three days of the week. <laughs> but uh, once hockey starts, it's going to be crazy. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, so make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code PHNX. And remember, that is 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only for free bet promotion. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Maximum $50 wager for the no-brainer offer. One per customer. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. The last thing I wanted to touch on today on the subject of coaching and if you have more to say on everything else, we can go back, but I wanted to talk about the coaching internship program for diverse hockey coaches that the coyotes announced, I believe last week and they implemented over the weekend with development camp. Um, I thought that, I mean, I had no idea that was happening. I think that's really cool. And we talk about um, like connecting to, we talked about last week, like grassroots programs and connecting to communities, at least in Arizona where, maybe hockey wouldn't be necessarily. And I think the opportunity to like involve diverse coaches, I think there's often the thought that hockey isn't a very diverse sport. It's very clearly white. white. Yes. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, it no, I'm not, I don't need to beat around the bush on it. It's very white. So to see, um, and again, we all know how to pronounce names, but Duante Abercrombie, Abercrombie and um, Nathaniel Brooks come in this past weekend and have the opportunity to um, be
be on the coaching staff, learn from Coach Turini and take part in daily coaching and player meetings during development camp um, and assist on the ice during drills and practice. And they were assistant coaches on the benches for the black and white scrimmage this past Monday as well. Um, just from a fan perspective, I thought that was really cool. And do you have any thoughts? Yeah, just a great opportunity for those two guys, obviously. Um, yes. And, and just just the optics of it. Um, making it a more inclusive game. This, this has been a thrust of the NHL for several years um, with mixed results, I would say. I, I don't think we're anywhere close to being where we need to be. But listen, you'll hear me say this a million times when we talk about what needs to be done here. We've talked about this with the Latino community here in Arizona. Grassroots, there, there are a lot of ways you can do grassroots efforts. And this, this is a good thing right here, just exposing these coaches to NHL coaching. But you got to get into the communities, right? You got to get out into the communities, connect with them, and you have to bring them into the game. And to do that, you have to get them playing. That's where it all starts for me. That, that's where I hope the NHL continues to go with their efforts. It's not just about, you know, checking a few boxes and, okay, we, we did our part here. You need to get into the communities. You need to give them access to the game in all the ways that that means. Yeah, Javier Gutierrez and, and the Coyotes organization has really put diversity as, as part of what they do at the organizational level. And, and you know, to follow up on what Craig said, it, it really is a matter of of continuing to to, to do that and, and build on that message and, and don't let it just be a headline. Let it let it be part of what you do and, and how you approach the game. I think this is again, I anything you can do to advance the diversity of the game is a good thing. Uh, I think, you know, and I'm not, it's age, it's race, it's let's gender. <laughs> we want hockey fans. We want people to love the game that we all love. That's why we're here. So I think this is a really good thing. And I think it gets more people excited because it gives people a vision of, hey, that could be me out there. That could be me coaching this team. And that could be me playing this game. And I think that identification really helps push the game along. Yep. And as a woman, I can say that seeing that, like, I, um, people of that you can relate to in positions of power like that, um, that is really inspiring. So obviously I can't speak for everyone, but just as a, a woman, when I see women in high positions in hockey, it's really inspiring to me. So, um, we'll be sure to follow along, um, as the Coyotes make diversity a, focus um going forward so i'm excited to see what else they have in store um just a reminder that if you're listening to us on apple podcasts or spotify that you um, hit that subscribe and follow button write us a review give us five stars um, anything helps be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel as well phnx sports hit the little bell icon so you can be notified whenever we go live. We'll be live again tomorrow at one o'clock. Um, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. Follow each of us on Twitter at Leah Merrill at Craig S. Morgan and uh, at S. Peters Hockey as well. And at PHNX underscore sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. You don't want that's where that's where all the good stuff is. That's where Craig's breaking news every day. <laughs> <That's the thing>. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> so you don't want to so you really don't want to miss that out. Miss out on that because that's that's where all the fun is. So you won a hundred dollars, by the way. Did I hear I did. that? I okay. did win a hundred dollars. Yeah. You no, know, we're talking about Tucson and needing to we I think we should do a remote from Tucson at some point. I think so I'm too. In. I and think we that should would go be to El Toro because 
I mentioned that place a lot and get the Carney Seca. And I think Leah's, Leah's buying because she's yeah. winning. Oh, this- that's okay. I'm in. Oh, oh. My, my son, my son Jackson went to school down there too. So I've got plenty so, of nice little spots to go eat. So I'm in. Well, so we can just leave it at that and the podcast there. We can I'm do in. a food tour. I have like eight places I want to go. Oh, so. look at this. This would be great. Perfect. We can, do, we can do a video. We can do a video segment. We'll put it on the website, but you have to be a member. Actually a good access. idea. That's yeah, a brilliant have to, idea. Look at you selling the game. We'll put it behind the paywall. Selling memberships. Yeah. <laughs> Hockey tomorrow. Craig, we'll see you at the rink. Actually, yeah. I haven't got the show first, though. We got a live show first. Yeah, we got a live show in which we will be talking about the rookie tournament. We'll be talking about um, not just the Coyotes team, but we'll uh, dive into Rumor has that we have a guest tomorrow. We mm-hmm. may have True. we may have a guest we just as tease well. It? I don't know if we should tease it to build expectations. but Yeah, no, we, we can. Have someone new in the studio. Yep, somebody else in the studio. Yeah, so you'll have to tune in to find out who um, or follow us on Twitter to find out who. You know, there you go. Any any closing thoughts, PD, Craig? No, uh, I'm ready to go to the rink. The rookie tournament, uh, the rookie faceoff. I'll actually have a story up on that on Friday as well, um, previewing the tournament. Um, I'll be talking to beat writers from each city just to get a sense of three to five players that we should be watching from each of those teams. It's going to be a, a, a talented cast. Uh, Anaheim and L.A., I think, probably – lead the charge there with players that you want to watch, but there, there are a bunch of talented players. It's, it's going to be worth watching for those who can actually get in. I know the ice den has limited capacity. The Gila river arena does not. So get on over to Glendale and watch the coyotes. So Craig real, real quickly, when does that story come out before our live show Friday or after it'll be before a oh, fantastic. They just want my prep time. <laughs> just read the Craig Morgan article and agree with Craig done. That's how it works, huh? No internet. Yeah, that's all I do. Read your article and I got my, all my material. I'm all set. All right, perfect. Well, we'll see everybody Friday for our live show at one. Thanks so much for listening.